I am Kevon Fodderingham, and I welcome you to For Common Good, the podcast, a place to meet creative luminaries and arts for social change leaders from around the globe. Join me to hear their stories, get tips on creative enterprise, and learn about their projects that are changing the game and making a difference. I do hope you enjoy. Okay, so here we are, episode seven of For Common Good, the podcast where I speak to creative luminaries from around the globe who are utilizing the arts to affect social change and address important issues. I am beyond honored today to have Mr. God Vozen here with me, uh, you know, a trainee like me, an Arima boy, um, somebody who I've known for a while and I've been following his progress. So let me just read a bit of, of God's bio and then we'll jump right in. Coming from the country of Trinidad and Tobago, God Vozen has been on a journey since leaving his family and home. Through countless obstacles, trials, and experiences, God takes on a positive aspect on all obstacles faced on his journey and has utilized this energy to achieve so much throughout the years. After years in the fitness industry and an expanding wealth of accomplishments in his portfolio, Garth holds the titles of model, personal trainer, nutritional advisor, and now author, life coach, and motivational speaker. He continues to spread his idea of living a healthier lifestyle and his message of inspiring both body and mind in his writing and his dialogues. Garth has recently started another journey, promoting his upcoming self-help books, speaking at events about empowerment and encouragement, finding even more ways to empower and inspire others while helping them to become more on their own personal journey. As a speaker and motivator, God's goal is to help others believe in themselves by sharing his experiences and writing in a way that is relatable and motivating. Join the journey. Welcome, Garth. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All of the above. Arima, we come from. As exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Happy to have you, brother. So, Dude, I mean, right yeah. Um, I've been meaning to have you on for a while, and I'm happy that you're taking the time. Um, really excited because I like to see my people do well, especially I'm an Arima fella. I like to see my Arima people represented. Um, I just read a bit of your bio, so that's just scratching the surface. Can you tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about who Garth is? Uh, I would say self-motivated, uh, driven, passionate, humble. Uh, hardworking and dedicated. I think a lot of those things describe the journey. A lot of those things describe the reason behind the journey and the purpose. Yeah, definitely. So, what prompted the move to leave home and go to the states? Always had a feeling that there had to be more. Um, and the thing is, like you know, back home when you work in certain areas, you, you tell yourself, "Well, okay, if you work in certain the ministry, in the airport, if you work in you know the telephone company, like." There's always that, hey, I, I've done good enough for myself. And I feel like I have yeah. always wanted to do more. I think um, my sister and I sat down one day and we watched a, a music video by TLC when I was like 16. Um, and I was joking and I was like, hey, one day I'll, I'll be one of those videos. You know, and I told her that at 16. And the funny thing is that 32, which is 16 years after, I ended up in one of the music videos um, that was playing on BET. And I was like, there's so weird to, to think beyond that. So I think leaving definitely help me to expand not just the mind a little bit but to expand the um well when i when i met you i know that you were involved in fitness um 
So mm-hmm. what prompted the shift from fitness to food, to food for thought, I would say? Um, I, think, I think it wasn't really a shift, you know. I think mm-hmm. from the time I become, became a, a fitness instructor, from the time I became a, um, you know, even like the brand ambassador for GNC, it was all about inspiring both body and mind. Uh, the mind, the mind needed as much motivation as the body because in order to get a client to, to do what you need them to do for them to get the results that they want, you have to get into their mind. Um, yeah. That's where that's where the food for thought came in because it's like you need the inspiration to to make that move and to take that action, but it's not always just a physical action; it has to be a mental action or or a, pur- a purposeful action that starts in the mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um... Did you see yourself becoming an author? Was it something that you had ever thought of or how did that happen? I think I didn't see myself as becoming an author. Um, I've been writing for years. I've been journaling for years. Uh, I think, you know, my sister was the one that kind of put me onto this journaling thing. And she would also have write down stuff in her books. And I, I kept up on it. I think as men, we sometimes have to find outlets. And the better the outlets, the better the outcome. So for yeah. me, journaling was a, was a good part for me, and I just kept it up. And it just led into all the things that, I, that I've written over the years into the first book. And that's how that mm-hmm. started. So to say I saw myself as becoming an author, no. Yeah. To say that I was an author in, in, you know, like in the process of it and not even knowing, I think I was in the process but just didn't know. How long has the book been out, the, the first um, book? The first book, I think, was out in 2010, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I have um, I have four books now, so yeah. first book first book one thing was out in 2010, and then the last one was out of maybe last year or the year before, which is the journey continues evolve. So it's right. been a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how has that journey been? What can you tell like people who are aspiring to become writers or to like use the word to address stuff or to speak about issues? How has that journey of becoming an author been? I think for me the journey has been good. I think. Because I went into it not thinking about how much money I can make off of copies. Mm. Um, mm. I think if you go in there with that purpose of I'm going to make money and be rich as an author, you have to think or rethink that. that that's, not, that's not something that happens overnight for one. And you have to be an established author to sell copies of your books and have a market to go to. Um, for me, it was just more about sharing the journey and having relatable writing and reading. So I went into there, just wanted to help at least one person, I think. And, and I think I've helped more than one person if they read most of my stuff and they absorb that. Um, but I would tell anybody that's starting to write, like, if you're going in there for the money, that no. might be the wrong, the wrong field. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but did you always have this, you know, passion that you wanted to help people? Because a lot of people get into fields and they don't necessarily get into it with that mission of wanting to help people. You've always wanted to help. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely always wanted to help people. Um, you know, being a personal trainer, it's all about getting results for our clients. I mean, even before that, I was always helpful. Um, you know, I've always wanted to help other people achieve their goals. You know, I've always seen more than what was in front of me. And I think I always yeah. want to kind of pass that message on. So I would say I've been in, in that frame of mind for a long time and I'm still in it, which is good. Um, and then it's also turned into a passion, mm-hmm. which, which is now attached to a purpose. Okay. So who would you say is your primary audience? Who do you think that you are writing to reach or writing to affect the most? Um, I think initially my primary audience, uh, at, at one point the primary audience would have been, you know, people around my age, I would mm-hmm. say, because I think that, at that time there were, there were things that we were going through 
um, where we just, we were feeling that we were on our own. Um, and then it branched off from, from my age to some young people because I was helping my son with some stuff. And then it branched off from that to men, uh, which led to the DMN project, which we have now. So it's like, I think the audience has changed. And I think as much as I've grown and I've, I've evolved, the audience has evolved as well with me. Um, mm-hmm. And even the people who were there from before, you know, when I first started Facebook, I had seven followers. When I first started <laughs> Instagram, I think I had around the same seven. Um, to, so to see that, that grow yeah. as, I, as I grew yeah. was, mm-hmm. was good, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about the DMN project. DMN project, something in my heart. Um, the DMN project is to build a bridge between men and themselves and also mm. to build a bridge and a little bit more effective communication between men and those people who love them. Um, what that means is we've, we've been for a long time unable to express ourselves in a way that's, that's communicated effectively. Um, and to me, being transparent about how I feel and my journey hopefully will encourage other men to feel the same way or to go to something, read something and say, this is exactly how I felt. Maybe yeah. I could explain this a little bit better now that I see somebody else is going through it. And maybe I could now build a better relationship with my family or with my kids or with my loved one or with my, my work, my, my co-workers. Yeah. Um, in whatever environment that men are in. Um, but it's also helping the women that are in the men's lives because it helps them to understand a bit more. Because sometimes we may not be able to explain ourselves uh, as effectively as we would like. Do you think that we have a serious problem with men and their mental health and wellness? Yes, I do. I think we've had a problem for a long time. I think now we're just able to identify it a little bit better. And I don't like putting labels on too many things. Yeah. Um, but I do think that mental health in the, in the, in the community of men, um, and not just men, but I focus mainly on the men, uh, mm-hmm. it, is, it is a problem. And it has resulted in a lot of different things and a lot of different ways of them lashing out. Yeah. And a lot of times we just judge them without trying to figure out, well, hey, what really happened here? So I think it is a huge problem and it's something I've been trying to address for a long time. And that's why I created the, envir- the environment for them. And, and again, we want people to change and to grow, but unless we create the environment for that growth, nothing will grow. Exactly. Will exactly. And I mean, while we're on the topic of men, um, do you think it's even more heightened in black men? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, you have to understand that, that men as, as, a, as a gender right. is mm-hmm. one thing. But men as a color, that's, that's two things. So that's as a man and then a man of color. Um, you know, and, and it's funny you say that because I wanted to touch on this topic for a little bit. Coming from the Caribbean, we, we, we do not understand how good we have it at home when it comes <laughs> to being a man uh, of whatever color. Right? Of whatever color, yeah. Mm-hmm. From the time you come out here and you're driving a nice car, you're a black man driving a nice car. It doesn't matter what part of Arima, Takarima, right. Tulapuna, Puerto mm-hmm. Spain, San Fernando you're from, you're just seen as a black man driving a nice car or in a different neighborhood. Um, so I think, I think as a man, it is already a stigma that's around there about what men should and should not do and what a man is and what a man's not. Yeah. I think as a black man, it's, it's a little more um, personal and a little bit more passionate because we're not supposed to be a certain type of way if we're of a certain yeah. color. We're supposed yeah. to be strong. And if not strong, you're aggressive. And if you're not aggressive, yeah. you're, you're, you're loud. And if you're not loud, you know, like you can't express yourself and you're confined and mentally you're, in, you're, you're, you're locked up and in your mind. Like, so there's a lot of other things that affect us. A lot of other um, things, yeah. A lot of things that affect us 
So it's like a, it's like a, a one-two punch. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, makes yeah. it a little bit more difficult. And I mean, in the in the in the era of like Black Lives Matter, I mean, you are living in the states now, um, and coming from home where we have issues as well. But I mean, it's sort of different. How has yeah. that been for you as somebody who is like a thinker and who you know tries to analyze and tries to look at things from a different viewpoint how has this past black lives matter era been for you as a as a black man in the states um well i think with everything that comes your way you have to be able to know if you're going to use it or utilize it right um right. for me mm -hmm. i've learned i've learned how to utilize challenges and, and and obstacles forever like that's been part of the journey with this recent challenge and with this recent part of the journey i've been able to say okay well what what can i do Mm -hmm. from my platform to help make a change. And if the DMN project takes on a, a, a specifically black men market to help cause change, then that's what I would do. If yeah. it means more mm -hmm. conversations like this, to have more open, transparent conversations about how we really feel as men, I will do that. Like Sunday, I had one in the UK and that was a great interview. And it was really nice because that was one where we get to express how we really feel without any kind of judgment whatsoever. Right. You know? so, right. so I feel as though... Um, being out here, it's just a matter of how do I utilize the situation to create something good out of something bad? Yeah, and to create something that um, people need. You know, a lot of the times we create stuff that we want to create, but it's not necessarily yes. what people need. Um, yes. But I think you're doing a fantastic job. Um, how far do you see the DMN project going? What is, your, what is your big ticket item? What is your end goal? Well, not end goal because, I mean, we don't ever stop, but... When you created this, where did you envision it going? Um, I, I, and that's, that's, that's nice because when I first sat down and said, okay, I'm going to create this website from scratch and, and create the DMN project all, all out of a lot of personal experiences and a lot of uh, passion to create that forum, I mm -hmm. did envision it to be something that's, that's worldwide. I envisioned it to be somewhere where I could go to Australia and speak to men. I have some friends out there um, that... I know once we do a workshop out there, it's going to make a huge difference. So I never wanted to limit the DMN project to just be in this website that's in the U.S. or this website yeah, people in yeah. China know about. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, and, I, and I'm glad you say that not the end goal, because for me, the journey continues is not just a slogan. Correct. It continues. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to touch as many people and to create as many forums outside of the DMN project, like a couple of workshops in Trinidad, a couple of workshops in some of the islands, because the islands need, need the same thing. Um, a couple of workshops in, in South America, a couple of workshops in England, like just to kind of spread it out and have other people pick it up as well and do their own thing. Like, you know, some people are so afraid of being copied, quote unquote copied. Um, no one, if, one if, can but, copy you. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 it's for, it's for, if it's for a good cause and you want to duplicate yeah. something, then go ahead. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and I've never been one of those. And, I've, and I've, I've had a lot of people in my, I have a small team um, and they continuously say, why are you always helping other people and nobody helps you when you need help? And that's, I say, because this is just me though. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how I am. So, so this, if this leads into other people taking the mantle and doing something else, then that would be the journey continues goal. That would be yeah. the DMN project goal to be able to relate to other people and for other people to see it and say, okay, let me create another forum that may help to, to take, take, find solutions to the problems that we do have with men and black men and just men in general. Mm -hmm. um, definitely. So, I mean, a lot of us who are involved in this, this type of work, um, we just do it 
because we feel like it's something that we have to do. Um, it is not necessarily doing it for any praise or any thanks or anything. So it's like similar to what you were just saying. But there comes a point in time when you have been doing the work for a while and then you stop and you realize, because it happened to me recently. And I stopped and I realized, I was like, you know, Kevin, you're doing something really, really good. So I had that aha moment. I had my pat myself on the shoulder moment. When did that come for you? When you, when you really realize that, whoa, this is something really good. This is something that is affecting change. Um, every time I go to write a new book, I'm reminded by my publicist because she sends me an email that says all the things that you've done. And it's only when I get that email and I take a look at it because I don't have time to look at it. But when I do yeah. take a time to look at it and I see all the things that, she, that they would have put down there, um, it makes me feel good. Um, yeah. But it also inspires me to keep going though. So to I think that's going, the yeah. only time, yeah, that's the only time I kind of get a little thing because they're like, hey, you're always working trying to get stuff done, but look at how much you've done so far. You've so I remember done, yeah. one time we did, we did a 10 year review of all the stuff I've done. And I was like, did I do all those things? Like really? Yeah. Like, because it just, it just, it just kept going, you know? And that's why I say like, the moment I stopped to look at it and, and, and again, nothing is wrong with what you just said in terms of patting yourself in the back. Yeah. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to be your own huge supporter, your number one yeah. fan. You have to be a number one yeah. fan. Um, but for me, I, I, I don't have time to stop to look at that because I feel like there's so much stuff going through my mind. Like if I don't get it out right away, like, so it just, I feel like it would disappear. So like this yeah. morning I started writing something and, and I had to stop in traffic to write it, to finish it because, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. it was, it was on my mind, you know, like I have a, um, I have a new book coming out about relationships and it's, it's weird because I wrote this book nine years ago. Wow. It was, just, it was sitting in my email. Um, so like, I don't have time to, to, to stop sometimes and do that. And sometimes I'm encouraged because my mom always says, Hey, take a break, take a this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't mind. But when I take a break, I'm, I'm even more creative because now I'm like, oh, yeah. I could yeah. slow down I could a little bit. So. And do this, yeah. Yeah, so, so um, they remind me, but I don't. Right. Well, definitely. And I mean, as we spoke about taking a break, now, um, I have been in this artivist and activist and NGO space for so long. And you do get burnout. You do get combat fatigue from, you know, giving of yourself. How do you cope with that? Or... Have you ever felt like that? You felt like, yo, I'm tired. I mean, I need to take a break. Not stop, but I need to take a break to take care of me as well. Um, I posted some stuff recently about self-love and self-care. Mm -hmm. And self-care for me might be something different for what it might be for you. Self-love mm -hmm. might be different for you or anybody mm -hmm. else. Um, I love traveling. You know, I'm a big, I love traveling. You know, I post a lot of stuff on Instagram about places I like to go, especially the beach. Um, yeah. and I feel as though that's the time where I get to refresh because sometimes I don't really need to slow it down to say like really slow it down. I just need to reboot and refresh. And sometimes you have to know when to take that time out to, to, yeah. to take care of yourself. Um, and be it, and it doesn't always necessarily have to be a physical take care of yourself. Sometimes Correct. it can just be yeah. a mental take care of yourself. So like recently I've been starting doing some meditation in the morning time, doing some yoga, um, some Pilates. I, I joined a little mm -hmm. class there. It's funny cause they kick my butt. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's, that's what I find helps me because sometimes I'm more mentally tired than physical. So I have yeah. to be able to put my mind in a place that I could, could refresh and reboot and restart. And a lot of it comes from like yoga and stuff in between mm -hmm. a little bit of meditation, especially in the morning. Cause I'm up at like four o'clock. Well, um, you're so, in your eyes up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> and if I get up, I can't go back and sleep. 
but yeah, that's that's a space that I have where I'm I'm in my own little zone. I get to, to just be quiet for a bit. And then the funny thing is after five, ten minutes, I'm already starting to be creative. So I'm like, okay, like, I need to get back to work. Right. Okay. So being somebody who likes to travel, um, what, where do you think is your favorite place that you beside, have been? Beside coming home to my mm-hmm. family, um, Turks and Caicos, that island to me is such really? a beautiful island. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times and um, I, I feel like when I get there, I feel like I'm home, kind of. Um, I joked to my mom and I told her I'm moving to Turks and Caicos next year. And she was like, oh my God, wild child. I don't know, what are you up to? You're always up to something. But yeah, so far, I think that would be one of my favorite trips. I've been to Hawaii and all these other places. But to, so mm-hmm. far, Turks and Caicos, besides being home with my family, Turks and Caicos would be one of my best trips. Okay, I have, I have never been to Turks. I've been to a lot of the islands. I've never been to Turks. But a lot of people who have been said it's just spectacular. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Talk about the beaches and stuff is spectacular. Um, yeah. What obstacles have you faced the past 10 years of this journey of being an author? I know it has been a good journey, but I mean, there obviously would have been stumbling blocks. Um, obstacles, we, we, could, we could definitely have a long list of obstacles. <laughs> I, I, could, I could name five off the top of my head. I could name one living in my car um, wow. for a couple of weeks with my stuff in the back and black bags. I've, I've lived in houses where I've owned a house and, and had it foreclosed. I mean, stayed in the house with no heat. Um, had to go to sleep at six o'clock before it got dark and get up early. Um, yeah. Obstacles, being far away from my family uh, and my kids, that, that's a big obstacle for me. And I've had to bridge that gap by FaceTime and all these other things and yeah. going home a little, a little bit more often. And when I'm home, making sure I take my phone off and I try to do as much with them. Um, obstacles. I would say failure in a lot of things I've tried to do over the 10 years. I just flopped um, and just kept going. I just had to keep going. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot of obstacles that you have to overcome. And, and I feel like people have this idea that, that everything is it's like happiness. People feel like, you know, I, w- I just want to achieve happiness. Well, happiness is, is, is temporary. Um, it's a temporary. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's it's a state. It's a state. We're not yeah, always and, and it's a yeah. and, and it's a temporary yeah. state. So temporary the thing state, is that yeah. when you find a state, is what you do in that state and how yeah. much of that state you can enjoy, right? Um, yeah. So for me, I feel people think the journey is always about um, what people post on Instagram about all the highlights. So everybody thinks it's the highlights, but they don't understand <laughs> that that to get to the highlights, you have to have the obstacles, you have to have the challenges. And I've I've owned and I have been accountable and I've acknowledged my challenges because some of them I put on myself. Um, yeah. Some of them I just placed myself in bad environments because I was not thinking how I should have been thinking. But then in hindsight, because you can only connect dots going backwards, yeah. um, looking backwards, I should say, I think like all of these things have made me into who I am now. So I never regret things from the past, but I would say the challenges have definitely been some, especially leaving the comfort of Trinidad and Tobago where I'm home mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I can go somewhere by somebody to being out here and be like, well, nobody's close nobody's by. Nobody's there. Here. Yeah. yeah, whatever yeah. you face, sometimes you have to face it on your own. But I had mm-hmm. this conversation yesterday and I said, even in those challenges, one of the main things for me is that when I was going through challenges, I didn't have my kids with me. And that was mm-hmm. what kept me going because I'm glad I didn't have to go through that stuff. With you, uh, yeah. You know? yeah. 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 So talking about home, um, I don't know, what are your you know, plans for working at home, for bringing all of this fantastic work you're doing home? Uh, we've, been, we've been in conversation for a while now with doing a workshop 
at home. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, it was more or less like a release syllabus kind of workshop. I think I want to focus mainly on the workshop for men. Um, yeah. I've seen, I see there's a lot of people doing the workshops now, and, and, and I like that, so I support them as well. Um, I think a lot of times we think I, 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 I. Uh, so I want to collaborate with a lot of people mm-hmm. where where we can make one big forum and do one workshop and then have five different markets of people because you'll have yeah. your people that follow you, I'll have mine yeah. and put yeah. them all together and make like something that's a huge event. So um, yeah. I was I, I listened to TD Jakes a lot, like his motivational mm-hmm. stuff, and he had a men's workshop and it was ridiculous. There were so many men in this one place. Yeah. And they were talking about stuff that was relevant and, and they were being very transparent about stuff. And I've never seen it happen again. I've never saw it happen again. This was years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. My, my goal for coming from Trinidad and wanting to come back there and give them something, I think now is the time where I have something to offer, something of substance. I think I want to try to work with people um, and see what we can do together because there are a lot of people that are influencers, but yeah. they're not influential. Influential, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's, that's what I want to do. I think that's part of the plan for once we get this thing kind of, I don't say it's going to go away, yeah. but once we get things yeah. going to be, to be one of the main um, projects I would love to work on, especially back home. And I want to do it home first. Um, yeah. It may or may not work out that way. We will not be able to do it home. I will do it here first, but I still want to be able to bring it there and bring that education and that knowledge to them because I feel as though we do have a lot of mental health issues when it comes to men. And yeah. a lot of things that we see, the byproducts of it, we see it all the time, but we never see yeah. what the root of the problem is. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm definitely, um, I would love to be involved in when that happens. I definitely, I'm definitely on board because... You know I, you're going to be involved. <laughs> you are going to I, I really don't think we have platforms for men in the Caribbean, really. They are not platforms for men in the Caribbean. Um, culturally and historically, we don't discuss issues. Men really don't discuss really deep issues. And um, it's sort of taboo, especially mental health, especially men dealing with issues, because you have to be a man. You have to be able to take care of things and take care of yourself. And a lot of the times, we need to be taken care of as well. So I yes. think, yeah, we definitely need to have a platform like that. Um, what would you tell 18-year-old Garth? Looking back now, because you spoke about looking back. It's always good to look back, not stay back. But what would you tell Garth now? I'd say you've done good. Like, you've been doing good. <laughs> um, I, like I say, you know, like, 18-year-old Garth didn't have a grown son yet, you know. And I'm proud of all, all my family and what they've been doing. So I, I feel like if I was to look back and tell Garth anything, I'd be like, yo, it'll be fine. Just keep going because it'll be fine, you know. Um, I think a lot of times if we look back and we regret stuff, we have to understand that that makes us who we are in, in the present. And that's what helps us make better decisions in the future. So I've never been one to regret things. I've always been one to try to learn from it. So mm-hmm. I would definitely tell 18-year-old God, even though it gets rough, just keep going. Just keep, keep going. going. There's, a lot, there's a lot of things to do. There's still a yeah. lot of things to do now at this, at this point. A lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot of things to do. So Wow. Um... Well, God, to be, to be honest, um, there's still a lot of things to do. And I mean, this has been a really interesting conversation. I mean, we've just scratched the surface, but we'll come back to when the project is really fully up and running. And we want to definitely speak to you as well as some other practitioners. So yeah. I want to do a panel with men, 
who are experts in different fields. And that's going to come really, really soon, probably by like the next month or two. So we're doing an international panel focusing on men who are really doing the work, who are walking the walk and talking the talk. And I want you on that. We're going to go live with that, with that platform. Um, I'm ready when you're ready. I know that. I know that. I'm really excited. Um, again, I'm really proud of the work you're doing to have known you. you. Again, an Arima boy. It really fills my heart to see what you're doing. I'm happy. Um, yeah. What would you like to say in closing? What do you want um, to tell us in closing? I mean, the, the thing is, we do have a lot of uh, areas of opportunity and we do have a lot of areas to create the forum to help solve some of the problems that we do have. I think the main thing for us is to focus on how can we utilize that to create something better. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of what I've been working on, again, has been for other people and has been to be able to share with other people. Uh, we have a new thing coming up now, a new segment. It, it, it's, uh, you were not invited. Uh, it's, a, it's a play on words for me. Um, being interviewed today, which is funny because I'm going to be flipping the script and interviewing people Somebody, like, yeah. yourself, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. yourself. So don't, don't go too far. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, I think I would, I would definitely say that for those who are uh, doing and putting in the work, just keep going and just remember that, that, and I had to learn this over, over years, like you can't do everything by yourself and you definitely yeah. need to build a stronger bond with people um, yeah. who are, who are like-minded to create what we want how we want and when we want, but it cannot be done mm -hmm. on your own. So um, this yeah. is why I appreciate you having me on here because I feel as though like this is a good platform to share with your people and people who follow yeah. you. Um, yeah. And I've always said, yeah, I don't need a thousand to impact. If I can impact exactly. one, one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, God, again, thank you, brother. Yes, sir. And yeah, we will be in touch again soon. You have a good day. I know you're busy and I'm looking forward to seeing you interview people now. So that's going to be really exciting. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward I'm to that. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, nah, man. You're good. You're good to go. You're good to go. Yeah. Nerves are good sometimes, though. But all right. But yeah, but thanks nerves again, are, man. Nerves are always good. Nerves are great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But um, yeah, um, I will, I'll be in contact with you soon to have some stuff. No problem, brother. Soon, so we'll talk soon. Yeah. Awesome. All right, dude. All right man. Take care. Yeah, have thanks. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. Thank you everyone for viewing or listening. It is my pleasure to share this with you. I invite you to subscribe and join me again for common good. Blessings.